songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. And I'm Amanda Allen. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hi. This is a bizarro episode. We're doing it uh, remotely from our individual homes. Yeah. Super strange. It's weird. I'm sitting at the table with the recording equipment and no Betsy. <laughs> and I'm sitting at my filthy, uh, cluttered uh, dining room table. And see, mine is like so clean. So <laughs> there's no clutter in my house. It's just clean and minimalist. It's great. No matter what we do, we can never get this table to be not full of just garbage. Yeah. There's a robot. There's a there's a toy truck. There's a bunch of cotton balls. Why? Why? A marble, a timer. I like that there's like one marble. (laughs) Yep. Because like it should roll off with all the chaos, but it just sits there. Oh no, because there's so much junk just hemming it in. (laughs) I don't know what happened. We used to have like a hundred marbles and I don't know where they, no one knows where they've gone. There's a You've lost your marbles. (laughs) We've lost our marbles. Yeah. Somewhere in this house, there's like, I don't know what, there's like a big box of marbles. I don't know where it went. It's so strange. Feast and famine marbles wise here. Um, So I have three kids. They're all boys. uh, Four, seven, and nine. I have three kids. They are, uh, there's a nine-year-old boy and then twin six-year-old girls. All right. Let's get into it. Yeah. Um, part of why we are, I mean, the last two weeks or more, we've had to not tape because of various illnesses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Either from ourselves or our guests. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's getting sick. They don't even have the coronavirus yet, but everybody's (laughs) so sick. Yes. I'm just assuming we're all going to get it and this is the end of it. I so, mean, that's what the news is saying. Do what makes you happy, man. Do what makes you happy. Eat the burgers, eat the tacos, eat what make, like do it because it's See, coming for us. It's the end of times. I think so. I think yeah. it might be. It might oh, be. Fuck. Even today, Ari was like, I think, and you know, I'm the planner, I'm the prepper. And he was like, I think we should probably get a bunch of food and supplies just in case everything kind of goes off the grid with coronavirus. Like, oh shit. It's a little weird. Like I'm getting these emails and they're like, well, there's a state of emergency in San Francisco and what? you didn't know that. No. Yeah. Level two state of emergency in San Francisco from coronavirus. Oh Jesus. Yeah. So and, this uh, is like our last transmission, you know, like, in yeah. the zombie movie, I know I talk about zombie movies all the time, it feels like, but you know, in, in the zombie movie, when they're like, You never talk about the zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> in my last episode with Ari, we talked about a zombie movie. Um, it's just like a zombie trope. But yeah, like one of the tropes is sort of like the last, you know, transmissions of what, you know, civilization. I feel like that's what this podcast is. Don't you worry. We figured out how to do this remotely so we won't get coronavirus from each other we can hide in our rooms and still get the <gasps> podcast out every week you're so right even when the end of times come we don't ha- i don't have to go to <laughs> your house no. we'll just no, do we it can remotely just talk about like oh today we learned how to make food out of paper <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um hey so uh tonight i went to rex's championship basketball game okay. and he and his team won hey you got a champion he's he's a championship uh and uh yeah um, he's a championship <laughs> <laughs> and it was a legitimately like excite like a real fucking nail biter of a game who knew all these nine-year-olds but it was like actually like really exciting. It was like 21 and 19 and two, like two of the top players, like one got injured in the last few moments and like 
halfway through the game, one of the top players got um, uh, like he he like committed too many fouls or something. This is like Hoosier shit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Actually, his coach is like super intense, and he's like oh. he's like uh, <laughs> the very beginning of the season. His basketball coach, this is Rex. His basketball t- coach was like, "We're gonna win this season. We're gonna win." And this guy would go to. This is a rec center. It's not even like, I mean, it's nothing exciting. It's just a bunch of kids at a rec center on different teams. He would like go to other um, teams games and like videotape them and like watch them and like, like pick apart what they were all about. Yeah. He's fucking intense. And his kid was on the team and his kid was super really good and really intense. And then his other kid was actually on the other team that that they ended up beating today at the championship. So he has two sons, and they were both on opposing teams tonight at the championship game. Whoa. How crazy is that? that apparently he was like, he was just like, uh, you know, my son's on the other team, but uh we are going to win. <laughs> um, and they did. Uh, it's really interesting. So they were like undefeated. They never lost a game. And and Rex is very, he has a lot of pride about it, obviously, because he's part of a team that never lost. He's a winner. He's a, his team is a winner. But it was really, I'm going to talk quietly, okay? Can you hear me? Yeah. It was really hard to watch because (laughs) there were all these other kids that had like such a, like a hunger for the ball, you know, like (laughs) they were, they were really like, we're going to win. And they were competitive. And like, if the ball got near, like they were like, give it to me and I'll wrestle you for it. Like, but, but Rex was kind of like, um, like he wouldn't always even be looking at the ball or like looking at the kid who had the ball. That's awesome. And he would just be kind of casually near the ball, but just sort of be like standing. And I, it was, I mean, it was such an important game and it was so important to so many people. And I felt like I was just like, Oh, and the, Oh my gosh. It just, I want to instill in him the things that are important about team sports, you know, being a, a good team player and being, you know, um, a, a big important part of a whole sort of working, you know, being a cog in a, in a sort of machine. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Uh, <laughs> be a, being a mindless cog in a machine. No. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like being a part of a team and being like, um, you know, helpful to the other people on your team and working hard so that you can all collectively reap the benefits of that. Um, but, uh, it was, it's, so it's, um, it was hard watching his teammates would like, you know, get injured and, and get frustrated. Like when the, when the coach's kid got kicked out of the game for committing too many like technical fouls, I think Mm -hmm. he was like so upset and like cry. He like cried for like a half an hour. He was so upset. And I was like, I don't think my kid would cry like that unless I took his iPad away. I don't think, I don't think he would ever be that upset about like getting ejected from a game. At one point I looked over and he was just sitting on the sidelines with his hand in his pants. <laughs> I don't know how to get them to not do that. In <laughs> like you are, I wanted to shout like a crowd, get your hands out of pants, but I couldn't because that would make it, you know, a lot worse. But anyway, so that's what I was doing tonight. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah. What's up with you? What's new? Oh, man. I've had Whoa. like a... <sighs> we are in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
We were supposed to record on Tuesday, and I was like, I can't do it because I'm broken. Um, let's see. First off, they have gifted te- uh, testing. They did gifts. Yeah, Wes did it in you know third right. grade here. Oh, they do it in second grade in our school district. They do it in third grade there. They do it in third grade, and um, he made it. They so they do it twice. So they do a first round. And then if you pass that, you go to the second round. And the second round is an hour and a half long test. Um, we think you're gifted, but are you really? Prove yeah. it. I think what they do is they go through and be like, okay, if you, you know, let's let's do a short test so that we're not mm-hmm. testing every child if, if it's unnecessary. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they're like, uh-huh. if, you, if, if it works, if you're actually, you might be there, mm-hmm. we'll put you to the rigmarole. You have to actually like do the test so yeah. he made it to the test and Wes. um and yeah west and uh he was very excited to make it to the test and oh, was he like did the second test he did the second test so he he Oops. passed the first one well and then he got to the second one and he felt very confident about it and um would tell people about it you know because he's oh. he is an intelligent human being he, and he gets he is no doubt gifted it makes our life very easy because like we don't ever have to help him. We have yet to have to help him. Um, he gets like most things right. Mm-hmm. Um, to a point to where I'm a little nervous for when he doesn't get a hundred percent on a test because he's, uh, so accustomed to it. And so I, I'd mm-hmm. like for a little humble pie maybe to show up because I, I worry, um, as a person who understands perfectionism, I worry about what happens when you set the bar so high for yourself and your expectations are unattainable. Um, eventually, it's going to be it's going to get hard. So it's also hard when things come easily to you. Yes, without yes. that much um, work on your hoping- part. This gifted thing would give was a space where he could start to really get challenged mm-hmm. um, in a way that. I think he needs, um, obviously because he's just passing everything without thinking about it. So right. he needs something more. I know but for, so- for Ari and me, we both sort of in school coasted along because mm-hmm. we never had to work that hard mm-hmm. and things came easy to us. And so when, and when things were hard for for us, we both would just be like, oh, I don't like it. And then we right. just kind of wouldn't do it. Um, yes. Yeah. And so I look back at that and I'm like, oh, no, like uh, I think I was very risk averse and still am. And I'm still fighting that because yeah. it was just like, oh, I'm used to being good at stuff. And when I'm not good at stuff, I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's very Wesley. That is totally his personality. He's mm-hmm. like, I uh, like he won't ride a bike because he's not good at it. So it's like, uh Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so we keep trying to push him into places that challenge that, but it, it's tough. So he took the hour and a half long test and we just got the results back <gasps> and, um, he missed it by one. What? Yeah. And so, it's an interesting lesson because it's like basically for me, like because uh, they also like do a whole rundown. They like give you a printout of like your son is he's extremely advanced and this and that and this is what you need to do to help. These are the areas that you know you could really uh, that he excels at. These are the areas that you could help kind of lift him up at or the like get him to think differently about things. So it's cool to see that. Uh-huh. Um, part of me is kind of glad that he missed it by one. Really. Yeah, because, well, well, first off, I've talked to the teachers and they're like, in elementary school, there is no difference. There's not enough funding. Shocking. Um, <laughs> there's not enough funding to actually make it a true program. And I think that the test is true program? so, it's so like, um, there are so few kids that actually make it into the program that there's no funding that's put into it because it's a waste of money. So because the test is just so like nutty. So 
Um, that, that makes me so sad. Yeah. So he missed it by one and he's like, I think three of my friends got in. I mean, I'm telling you of the whole class, usually there's like four kids. Um, That's crazy so they that they told the you that he didn't miss it, that he missed it by one. Like, I know for us, when we were getting uh, Rex tested, um, Ajax will get tested later this uh, in March. But um, we were just told, like, he either got, you know, placed or not. Yeah. Uh, but they they didn't really give, like, a, a score. Oh, I got scores. I got his verbal scores, his, his like, I got his math scores, like, his problem-solving scores. Like, they go through and, like, lay it all out. Like, these are, this is where he's – and he's pretty even across the board. Like, it's – which is also cool to see. Like, it's neat to see how uh, how he thinks. Um mm-hmm. You know, I have another friend who's in the same school and uh, her, uh, her kid was tested and he didn't get in. But his test scores, when he got privately tested, he's he is advanced gifted. Uh, but in this, he didn't get in either. So that's how, it, that's how Rex was. My nine year old, yeah. he yeah. he tested as like highly gifted in a in an independent uh, mm-hmm. test. But with the school test, he didn't. Yeah, I was like, huh? So it's like, oh, okay. Um, but it's it's been an interesting thing for him. Like, cause he is sad that he didn't get in. It's like really the first time that like the thing that he's good at, he didn't get. You know, when it comes to sports, he definitely is like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's his like world is academics. That's so, humbling. That's hard. It is. It is. It, but um, you know, so I'm just trying to be like, it's okay. I was like, I am incredibly proud of you. You did so well. You know, like you were one point off. If you want next year, you're allowed to retake the test. You can go for it. And if you get it, cool. If you don't, cool. Like what matters is middle school and we'll make sure that you're in the classes you need to be there for. And we're just going to keep making sure that you're challenged. And he's okay with it. You know, he knows he's not alone. He's not like the one kid from his friend group that didn't get in. Most didn't. (laughs) Oh my God, Amanda, I am hearing so much crazy fucking noise oh. right above my head. <laughs> I, I'm i pretty sure that one or two or three of my children are out of their beds and <laughs> I'm going to guess dancing. I'm going to guess break dancing. <laughs> there is so this whole time I'm trying to listen to your story and I am so distracted because it sounds like someone is going to uh fall through the ceiling. Uh so give me a fucking second because I'm gonna go upstairs and see what's up. Uh in two minutes it's light out, it's lights out, but also like okay, hang on a second. You know, Amanda, as parents, we want to encourage our children to pursue their dreams and provide opportunities that give them the best chance to succeed. We do the best we can with that. That's right. You know, and sometimes different kids need different things and it can be difficult to give them what they need. So sometimes that means optimizing their routine and making it more flexible, more dynamic so that they have more time to focus on the things that they love. That's right. So Laurel Springs is uh, our sponsor this episode. They are an accredited online private school for students kindergarten through 12th grade. Laurel Springs recognizes that each child is a unique individual with their own personal interests, special talent, unique learning style, and their flexible learning program offers challenging and diverse elective courses. And Laurel Springs is accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges, which means their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide. It's a really uh, unique way that your kid can get their education. It's online, it's flexible, and you can really make it geared towards their strengths and, uh, and, and their weaknesses. So register your child at laurelsprings.com slash WMD today and receive a waived registration fee. Nice. That's laurelsprings.com slash WMD for your waived registration fee. laurelsprings.com slash WMD. So is there something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? 
If so, BetterHelp is an online counseling tool that's there for you. You can connect with professional counselors in a safe and private online environment. It's super convenient. You can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. There's licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, anger, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem, trauma. I mean, just about anything that you need to talk to somebody about, there is someone that can help you with it. Yeah. And it's hard to get help sometimes when you have a really busy schedule or um, maybe you're in an area that there aren't a lot of therapists to choose from. BetterHelp is great because you can find someone to talk to on your own time, on your own schedule. There's over 2,000 U.S. licensed therapists across 50 states. You take a little quiz, you find they you you put in sort of what you're looking for and what what are some issues that you're dealing with and that you need help with, and you can start communicating with a counselor in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line; it's a therapist, it's a counselor, and everything you share is confidential. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Why Mommy Drinks listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code Drinks. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash drinks. Just fill out a questionnaire and help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash drinks. All right, we're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> Apex had been dancing, you know, when you... <laughs> You walk in and everyone's like, like they've just made a movement and yeah. yeah. So I went up there and Ajax had been dancing and Rex said he had been making music for him. Oh, so that's what they've been doing. <sighs> These people are dance obsessed. Dance. Yeah, dancing babies. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else you want to talk about, or should we do some? I mean, it was, just, it was just basically him being like uh, learning how to deal with that idea of you're close but not close enough, and it's okay. That's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's weird. It's tough. Uh, I feel like that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you're always just there, but not quite. So yeah. get used to that because that's really what happens in life. And yeah. every once in a while, someone else gets it and you don't. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I feel like all the time someone else gets it. Yeah. All the time someone else gets it. And then when it's you getting it, you don't even realize you got it and someone else wanted it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Yeah. So I, I'm extremely proud of him. I mean, I saw what he did. I saw how many t- like questions he finished the whole thing and he got so many right. And even reading the test scores, I couldn't get through it. And I said, Wes, I would not have passed this. I can't understand what they're trying to tell me. So <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a good kid and he really wants to do well. So I hope that continues. Yeah. That's that's all. Like I keep thinking about that. Like I'm like he's about to turn a page. I can see him. He's like on the edge of turning into like a tween. <gasps> yes, that's you know, where Rex is. His oh, voice no. is starting You're to get like lower. He's starting to. <sighs> it's like a little. It's like a flower. It's like a. He's like a bud, and he's just like you can see the the top of it kind of starting to open and no. it's so insane. It's I so know. insane to witness. I feel like every day I wake up, Wes gets taller and I'm like, uh-huh. Stop it. <laughs> you're my tiny baby who like loves and smiles at me and like right. just squishy and sweet. And he's, he's instead like kind of like, mm, whatever. Mm-mm. You know, like, it's strange because it does really truly feel like, well, this is what this is forever. The, yeah, they will always be this way. And yeah, I keep so looking many... at him and thinking, like, 
Like I keep looking at him and like squinting my eyes to be like, who are you when you're older? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, think I look at him and I'm like, I just want to see him like as an adult or like a big kid. Cause I can see it shifting. And so I'm trying to like, I'm like, wait, all right, wait, who are you about to be? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. And then I, I'm sure once he gets there, I'm going to squint my eyes to be like, Oh, there's that baby. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I, I keep squinting at Rex, my nine-year-old and being like, Oh my gosh, like you were a little baby. Like I can, if I squint my eyes, I can, I can just see that little baby who's in there. Yeah. But now like you're just this other like alien being now. It's so insane. Yep. It's, it's, uh, I remember baby Rex because I was pregnant with Wesley and baby Rex was like all I had to look at. (laughs) What um, on social media? You know, so like you posted pictures of Rex and I'd be like, okay, that's, that's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Cause he was like six months, I think before. Ah, perfect. Was it six? It must've been, you know, like. That sounds about right. Yeah. Six to nine months where I was like, there's a baby. That's the one friend I have that had one. Let me look at that baby. Oh, look at him in a bouncer. Okay. That'll happen to me eventually. It's so indicative of where we um, had children because we were in our thirties. Right. And, and, uh, and I was like one of the first people in our sort of friend group to have kids. And I feel like anywhere else in the country, people would be like, well, boy, check out fucking grandma here having a baby. But no, you were first. But I was like, (laughs) there was like a little weave of us right after you. But that was it. Nobody was having kids yet. No, which really Mm -hmm. compounded the feeling of isolation because I really didn't know anyone else with kids. And so I would have to kind of go out into the wilderness to find mom friends. And uh, it was was weird because I wasn't used to, um, I don't know, for me, I'm sure this isn't, (laughs) I don't know if this is like relatable to anyone, but for me, I had been a comedian, I had been in the world of comedy since I was a teenager. And so all of a sudden I, I, had to deal with people who were not comedians and it was a very different world to be sort of thrust into. Yeah. It's a very different world. I was like, uh, so I had Kate Spencer, uh, her, she's a kid who's a day apart from Wes, like hours apart. What? Her older kid, Eleanor. Yeah. They're the same, uh, they're the same age. They're friends now, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, they're hours apart, but we were, talking to each other because we were the only two well and then my friend Corinne too like the three of us would talk before we had the kids because we were like we don't like we're all doing this thing where we're having babies we're all doing this thing where we're pregnant it's weird uh how does it work and we would just email each other and be like it was almost like a weird um we don't know anyone so it's like pen pals um like where it was like okay so this yeah. is happening isn't that weird It's so important to find your tribe. Yeah. And then when I, when I had Wes, I was in the suburbs of New Jersey and I went to like a new mom's group and it saved my whole life. I mean, I met lifelong friends. It was like a group of, I want to say like nine people. Oh, that's a very small group. Yeah. Six to nine of us. And, um, everyone was different. Like there was, you know, an accountant and a television editor and, um, a teacher and a lawyer. She was a lawyer and, uh, now she's in seminary school. Like, Oh, wow. Was, uh, a professor, me, like the weird comedian actor, <laughs> uh, weirdo. Um, <laughs> I feel like, know, like, like me in every situation from different areas, but I was definitely the weird oddball actor, comedian in the mm-hmm. group um everybody else seemed to have like a normal life yeah i'm i feel but, like in any given situation i'm always the weird one saying something weird and everyone's yeah. like what well that's why we have a podcast <laughs> right i mean honestly i because <laughs> in real life uh, i talk and there's like a record scratch yeah 
No, thank God yeah. for the show. Did you ever have like a mom group? Um, when you first had Rex, or were you totally alone? I mean, I had a friend or two, Aww. but I really was very isolated. Oh, yeah, I was, and um. You know, I would have like an online sort of community group, Park Slope Parents. It was yes, like an I remember online well. serve. You had to pay to join. That's right. You had to pay so to be a if member. You didn't have money. You couldn't be a part of it. And Park Slope is like the mothership of kind of like a particular brand of what sort of like helicopter parenting. It's just, it's the mothership of parent of of motherhood um at least for sort of our generation of moms and um well in that area of the world in that area of the world absolutely so yeah it was just like a really intense it was weird to be sort of adjacent to this very intense competitive um, like group of mothers who were all kind of like way richer than me and way probably more connected than me. And, and I was just like, I'm a fucking idiot child. (laughs) Um, so yeah, no, I didn't really connect with those women very much. So when I met my mom group of friends, we connected because we had kids and normally we wouldn't have. Like, I don't know that I would have been friends with all of them on the outside. You know, like one I of my very best friends. I think that's true of a lot of us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like one of my best, best, best friends now as an adult, she was the accountant in that group. And we met, she like cold called me online and was like, we have kids that are a day apart and you live right down the street from me. So we should get together. And I'm like, she's very uh, Betsy in the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like holding a baby going, okay, fine. I don't, all right. Just, all right. And then I just said, I'm going to this mom group. You should come. And she came. And I think we both looked at each other and we were like, no, this won't work. You know, like we just immediately looked like if you just sized the person up physically, like she was wearing a pink polo you know, like t-shirt. And I think I probably look like a giant slob. So she looked at me and was like, ew, never. And I looked at her and was like, she is way too together to be my friend. Um, We ended up becoming best friends, you know, like through that like isolating time of motherhood, the group, that group, like we would get together and just like go for walks and talk and just sit for hours while our babies laid on the ground. And we would just be like, who are you? who were you? Like, what, what are you? Like, what is this new life? And I would like, that is, it was such a hard time in my life, but I'm so thankful Mm -hmm. I met those women. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now it's interesting because when I go to like school events where I have to meet new moms or moms that are new to me, um, I have the opposite reaction where I'm like, we have nothing in common except our kids. And I do not care to talk to you. (laughs) It's like such a weird dynamic. Me too. Yeah. Like that when I was in that space, I was like, so thankful. I mean, they changed my life. They were like like hungry for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's so traumatizing to have a baby. Um, it is a positive traumatizing, you know, like it's a trauma is a trauma and it usually has a negative connotation. Right. And I think there is part of it that's negative when it comes to having a baby. Cause it's tough. It's really hard. It shakes you to the core and it splits you apart. Yes. It sort of like scatters you to all sort of the corners of the universe. And then you have to put yourself back together but just like anything else, it you, it doesn't go back together quite the right, you know, the no, same you're way. Also holding a baby it's that won't sleep. Yeah, it changes <laughs> you. At the same time, you're like, I don't know how to put this together again, but I also can't seem to get you to go to sleep without bouncing. Yeah. Um, and Which I'm is tired. why all of our moms are fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think parents. Well, I'm just sad crazy. that you were alone that whole time. Oh well, you know, yeah. On one hand, it was hard. The most, it was a very mm, isolating time. And on the other hand, you know, we've talked about, I'm a social camel. So in a lot of ways too, I'm 
kind of okay with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was hard. It was, it was hard and I'm glad to be past it. Oh, I have a friend who came into work with her little baby today and he started crying and I was like, can I just hold him? And I grabbed him and he just stopped crying and I was like, still got it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you didn't have to nurse that baby and you had it. Yeah, I know how to hold a baby and I know how to get a baby to stop crying immediately. Like nice. I have a, I know how to do that. I feel like only a boob in the face. <laughs> I'm like, not pull my boob out. No, I did not do that. <laughs> oh, I do miss being having like a superpower, being like magical. Just like hold up everyone. Um, I can make any baby, you know, happy. Well, not any baby, my baby. Nursing babies. Yeah. Look, I've been nursing. Hang on. Look at my superpower. You're like, that's just your breast. No, 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 no. But put it in your face. My superpower. Oh my God. Um, I've been working so much lately. I've been trying to just like hustle money. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to make money. And um I've been just working like so I'm many interested in what that means. Well because in my mind I go into J Lo Hustler movie. Right. So I've been uh <laughs> stripping. No. Um, what it means <laughs> is so I applied for a job with the Census Bureau to oh. to like go knocking door to door. Yes. So that's something I guess I'm gonna be doing. Okay. And then and so I gotta like figure out how to make that work with everything else I'm doing. And so when you, you know do that, you just like go to somebody's door and you're like, how many people live here? I guess. I mean, there's like a whole training period. There's like four days of training. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what they're going to fucking train. Any, and then my other job is a mutual mom friend of ours is running for like city council. And uh, her campaign was looking for paid volunteers. So, uh, or not paid volunteers. Oh my God. People who would, they would pay. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. They would pay people to like go door to door canvassing and just being like, hey, vote for this person. And like, she's great. And here's why. And luckily, like, she's great. And so uh, it's very easy to talk about her and why she's great. Um, but, yeah, so I've been doing that. So, I like, in pretty much every spare moment, I've been going to, like, you know, where she's uh, cam- campaigning, campaigning and, uh, and just going door to door. And sometimes it's great. And it's, like, super easy. And I just go door to door. And people are like, oh, hey. I'm so happy to see you and like everyone's friendly and nice and they're like tell me about this person or they're not home and I just put like a flyer in their door and it's fine but then sometimes um like I was I was canvassing in this area that everything was like a 70 degree angle like it was just this like just all day long everyone lived on a very steep hill and it was fucking nuts um just getting down their street like by foot or in a car and then also california it's like houses and then there's back houses so it's very hard sometimes just to find someone so in california there's a lot of uh, there'll be like a main house and then there'll be a back house i guess it's like a guest house or maybe it's a garage that they converted into a house or an apartment so it's really um hard to sometimes find the front door for those houses so a lot of times i have to like let myself into someone's yard and then i'm just kind of hoping that a dog won't bite me or betsy betsy yeah what you we we should talk (laughs) i don't want you walking into people's backyards and almost getting bit by dogs I'm not. It's fine. It's- no, it's not. You're like the meme of the dog sitting in front of the fire going, it's fine. <laughs> it's not fine. I mean, it's fine. But like, like I haven't encountered any you're dogs. telling everybody around the country right now, you're like, so I just walk into people's backyards hoping that a dog's not 
every night, and then I lock on their door, and then I step far back so that if they're super you know, I mean, they I'll do what I need to do for a dollar. Hope this dog doesn't bite me, or this random person in the back doesn't shoot me. Cool. But there you go. Like I'm just so we're like. <laughs> I'm so hard up for cash that I'm like, sure. Yeah. I'll go to like, I'll just want like tromp around in weird strangers backyards. And then what I said, we got to set a Patreon up. (laughs) I I can't even handle you doing this. We do. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bit much and it's exhausting. It's really exhausting. (laughs) Um, I'm really tired. Yeah. I've been, I've been really tired. I've been teaching and doing mom stuff and going to basketball championship games <laughs> and then walking around strangers houses, you know, in their yards being like, um, hey. oh my God, the craziest thing I went. So again, because it's California, I don't know. Everything's weird. It's just weird. So like you'll open a front gate and then you'll just walk up this like enormous set of stairs and then you'll like find, you'll get to someone's house and you're not sure if it's their front door or their back door. So there was this one house I got to and it was just like a port. I just walked up to a porch and then there was just a woman. (laughs) There was a middle-aged woman. She was like a Jane Lynch character. Okay. Jane Lynch from Glee. Oh, and I know who she is. Yeah, She's best hilarious. in show. I I walk up just out of nowhere. It's like I'm walking through the woods, and then I just sort of come to a clearing, and it's someone's house. And then I'm like, um, have you heard of Cindy for? <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, for city council. Okay, so there's just this woman on like a Sunday afternoon or morning, and she's like, you know, those like. Uh, basketball games at like Chuck E. Cheese or whatever, where it's like a tiny little basketball uh, hoop, and then like there's like a net on either side, and you just hit, you know try to make a lot of baskets. You know what the fuck I'm talking about? Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. So she had it on I her porch. Make one of those fucking baskets. <laughs> well, this this lady was doing, she was just like basket, basket, basket. And she was really intense and she was all alone. And she was a grown woman, uh, doing this intensely on a, <laughs> like a Sunday morning. Um, and it was so strange to walk up to someone in a kind of private moment. And then I was like, Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, ma'am. And then I was like, I didn't know she heard me or not and then I was like maybe she she maybe she did hear me but she uh is just really like lost in this game and doesn't want to be disturbed and she's really intense like she's really intense in this thing and then at some point I was like uh excuse me um and she was like what and and I was like oh is so-and-so home and she's like well yeah she and she was like (laughs) she was so I must have st- stood there for like two minutes watching her do baskets. And then she was like pissed. And she like went into the house to get, I guess, her girlfriend. And uh, and then like as she walked away, like the buzzer on this game like buzzed. So, yeah, I guess I fucked up her basketball game. It was weird. It's been really <laughs> weird. It's like all these like older people who live in like fucking, it's like gray gardens. These just like massive, like huge old houses. But then it's also like kind of like hoarder. Like, right. you know, there's like two cars that Where are you're like covered with a tarp and like yeah. lots of jars. Like, there's just something scary about it. Oh, there was one house I did not go up to. It looked like it just reminded me of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was like, I'm not going up there. Um, it really creeped me out. So anyway, you want to like, read- you know what? It's okay. You do you. I'm just gonna assume that there's one person that lives in that big house. Since it's done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Nobody with a dog lives in that house. Nobody with a kid lives in that house. There's just one person that lives in that house. And uh, it, I don't know why done. they have all those cars on blocks in their driveway, but you know, 
it's probably yeah. fine. It's yep. fine. So yeah, it's fine. I guess we should get that Patreon going. Yeah, Patreon. You know what? If we can get it going this week, we will. We'll put it up. Help. <laughs> Make it so Betsy doesn't have to go up to those old houses and get murdered. Come on. Help. Oh, my God. It's so grim. It is financially grim. Do you want to read some, uh, just like a couple listener stories real quick? Uh, we could do one or two e- uh, email listeners, listener emails. And like email listeners. So I have a story here from Casey Jane. Hey, Betsy and Amanda, have I got a story for you? So my best friend and her husband were very generous and bought us a Walt Disney World. uh, Brought us to Walt Disney World. They didn't buy them a Walt Disney World. You can't do that. Brought us to Walt Disney World for a double family vacation. Wow. Well, I'll be eternally grateful. It seems like anything that I could do that would go wrong did Uh my husband sean and i have two girls uh lila i think it's lila not lila lila who is three and millie who is 10 months this massive shit show begins the day we're supposed to fly out everything starts off fine we get to our airport and bags checked with plenty of time as we go through tsa my three-year-old gets overwhelmed and starts having a meltdown yeah, that's a good place to get it. I get it. There's a tons of people that she doesn't know and she doesn't know what's happening. I get it. We get her calmed down and find our gate and thus starts the waiting process. Out of our family, I'm the only one who's ever flown out. So my husband, bless his heart, was clueless. Wait, hold on. So out of her whole family, she's the only one that's ever flown on a plane? What? Is that what she's saying? Yeah. So she said, out of my family, I'm the only one who's ever flown out. Yep. Oh, Oh. so he's clueless. He doesn't know what he's doing. So we get on our first plane, and it's tiny, like one row of seats on one side of uh, a row and two seats on the other. I sit with my girls on the two side and my husband across the aisle. He's never flown on a plane. Okay. The first flight goes well until we have to wait to land due to a storm. Nope, I don't want to be in a tiny plane in a storm. Uh, while we wait, my 50-pound three-year-old falls asleep during descent. <laughs> That's a big three-year-old. Huh? That's a big three-year-old. That's a big three-year-old. Yeah. We land and have to book it to our next gate, only to find that the plane has been delayed also. We get some food, and then both kids poop. Hey, win. It's a win-win. Get them changed, and turns out 20 minutes before boarding, our gate changed. We run to the next gate only to have to wait more because now the plane is even later. We get on like an hour and a half later and we're supposed to get uh, to Florida around midnight. We finally get to our hotel and in our room about 2 a.m. Yeah. I've had that happen. That sucks. Then we have to wake up at seven to get our first fast pass on time. Right. Because you spent all that money to get to Disney World. You're not going to sleep in. No, no, no. no. You got to get up there, crack a dawn. You got to get to the gates in order to get the fast pass and get it all going on. You plan this out. You paid that money. You got to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, your day's fucked. Yeah. You paid all that money. I mean, like, and in Disney World, you pay and then you organize out your time. I don't know if you know this, but you get fast passes ahead of time so that you're like, we're going to do this right at this time. It's very Betsy. You're going to do this right at this time, this right at this time, this right at this time. We worked it out. It's all done. It's so you're not as stressed when you're there because you're like, right. I already Those know what ride we're doing. Those passes are amazing. Yeah, because yeah, then awesome. you don't have to like wait in line for, no. you know, 45 minutes. You, yeah, no. The ones that you would normally wait in line for, you've already fast passed. But it means when your plane comes in at 2 a.m. in the morning and Oof. you're supposed to be there at 7 a.m., you're fucked. That's what she's kind of saying right here. Yeah. So going on zero sleep and getting through our first day. Generally, we're going to have fun, despite my three-year-old throwing several fits. We end <laughs> up back in our room around midnight. Wow. She's like hardcore, hardcore. and awesome. I don't yeah. think I could do that the first night. I'd be like, no, I'm done. Wow. Wait, how many they kids ha- does she have? What? How many kids Two, does I she have? She said. Oh, right. man. Yep. 
So we end up back in our room around midnight and have to get up at 5.30 a.m. to make it to some new rides before the crowds. Now, this is some this is intense Disney right here. Wow. I officially, I officially know. I know who she is. I figured yeah. her out. She this is an intense this is intense. <laughs> uh-huh. Well she's like, we have a I chance got her number. to be No, at I know exactly Disney. what this is. Is it Disney World this or is, Disneyland? This is Disney World. And you gotta okay. be intense in Disney World. Disneyland mm-hmm. is is a little chiller because it's like you could do both parks in one day and you're fine. Mm-hmm. You can walk around. Disney World is like uh it's like going to Europe. I mean yeah. you, you, it's massive. Yeah, it's massive and everything's planned out and you have like yeah, there's and no And if you don't hiccups. plan it, you're going to miss stuff and it sounds Not like It sounds like this no. was a huge opportunity to be able to be there, right? Yeah. So they were yeah. like we're going to fucking take advantage of we're going to squeeze out every possible moment. Yeah, you have to. I it's get too that. much money. So she says, "So so day two, no sleep, right? Because the first day they didn't get sleep, and then they're doing it again the second day. Oh, my god! So day two, no sleep. We get there, do the thing, it goes well. Except I don't walk this much ever. And so yeah. I have to go giant blisters on the bottom of my feet. Oh. I pay way too much for some different shoes that seem promising. We There's shoes the at Disney World? Yeah, yeah. We leave that park earlier to hit the hotel pool. The kids love it. It was a nice way to relax after two days of walking in stupid, hot, hot heat. As we're walking uh, to go to a less crowded pool on the property, my 10-month-old vomits all over my husband. I don't know how her little body held that much puke. We immediately head back to the room where she vomits again by the elevators. She continued to vomit, I'd say, seven or eight times until it's just stomach acid. Oh, no. They hit the bile zone. Did you say the bile zone? Yeah. that's Yeah. Where you're like, oh, oh, this is disgusting and bad. Oh, yeah. My friend and her husband go down to see if there's any kind of medicine that she can take. And they end up taking her to the front desk who called them the paramedics to come check on her. Whoa. Yeah. They say they can take us to the hospital if we want or we can see how she is in the morning. We opt to wait. So then we find... My potty training three-year-old has shit, liquid shit, all in her swim diaper. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Oh, God. It's caused butt irritation. So that night we have sore ass and vomit baby. Oh, my God. (laughs) The next morning, the baby seems to be feeling better. uh, Eats four ounces of formula. Then about 30 minutes later, vomits all that over her dad again. So dad (laughs) and baby stay at the hotel for the first half of the day. We switch when my husband comes home and he ends up getting liquid shits. So oh. now he's not well. Her husband? Yep. Dada's now sick. He opts <sighs> to stay in the hotel the whole next day. And so the three-year-old and I meet my friends by ourselves the next day. So remember, those shoes that I got to remedy the blisters? Well, all they did was give me blisters in different spots and my ankles are swelling to whiter than my feet. But damn it, if I won't have a good time. So we get back to the hotel and I'm nursing the baby who is feeling better and I have to run to the bathroom to vomit. I end up vomiting everything I'd eaten that day out. Try to drink some ginger ale to ease my stomach. Vomit again. This goes on all night. No. Then I apparently also get the shit, so I'm exploding the world's worst firecracker. Needless to say, I don't do the next day in the park, which was today. We go home tomorrow, and hopefully they let us on the plane so we can get home. Thank you guys for this podcast. It helps me feel less alone in the world. Y'all are doing not only a great job as mothers, but also as a beacon of camaraderie in this exhausting world of motherhood. Oh, and two days after we get back, I have to have surgery to remove a cyst. So it's like the best three weeks ever. Oh my God, so much fun. Keep it up. Caw, caw. Casey Payne. Oh my God gosh listen casey i love that you wrote us that story in the throes of and vomit at disney world you were like there's nowhere to go there's nothing to do but write these women right now (laughs) she's like i gotta get this out oh Oh, poor casey that's so rough and that's so hard if you're that intense that, that you're like like i I get it that you're like, I'm going to fucking squeeze every moment out of this 
you know, opportunity. And then to be, you had to go hardcore. Yeah. She's hardcore. And then to be like, no, 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 no. You are all cut off at the knees. Now you have to just be in this hotel. Everyone's shitting and puking. That's horrible. The only thing that brings solace to it is I'm going to say this. I got sick. Remember I told a story about when I went to Mexico a year ago and I got really sick. There's something great about vomiting in a hotel room and being sick in a hotel room. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It's a luxurious vomit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's just something about like, you know, it's super clean. It's it's basically just like a bed and a toilet. You know what I mean? Like there's n- there's nothing else to do but vomit. Right. It's a little hospital light. It's a very it, it is very it's hospital light. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> did you just say it's hospital light? I did. Hospital That's very light. funny and terrible. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're right. It's just. Yeah, it's like a really nice yeah, house. There's nothing to do in that space but that. And it feels okay to do that there because you're like, all right, well, here we go. Because <laughs> anytime we- you're in like a hospital, it's like, it, you know, it's a good hospital if it feels a little like a hotel, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, I've got my own bathroom. No. I have a TV. It I plays stuff. Great. When I lived in the hospital for those two months, I yes. went and had like, I got. A bath rug. Like Aww. I set it up. I made it yes. like an apartment. Yes. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read one. This is from Angel. I'm going to, I'm just going to say the first name because the subject is I licked my kids shit. Okay. Wait. Yeah. <sighs> uh, buckle up. <laughs> Okay, I'll try to read it in a way that's less nauseous inducing. Let's see. Shame, shame, shame. My almost five-year-old said that he hurt his face but wasn't bleeding. Okay, perfect. Ten minutes later, my husband says, Connor, what's that on your face? So I go look, and there's what appears to be a blood spot next to his ear. I wipe it with my finger, and there's more. I swore I could even see the cut skin. It's just blood, so no big deal. So I lick my finger. You know, because that's what moms do. I need a little help getting the spot. So I wipe at it again. It's worth noting that my son freaks when he sees blood, so I wanted to resolve this ASAP. That's when I realize an odd taste in my mouth. No. I asked Connor if he had scratched his face, and that's when he said, Oh, there's poop on my finger. Mm -mm -mm -mm. That's all. I have nothing more to say. I believe alcohol will kill the germs, but have alcohol. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Does she have alcohol? She's like, and then I short-circuited, but have alcohol. And this is, cheers, ladies. <laughs> I, say, I love how absolutely short and I would say sweet, but I don't know. Um, oh. that, that, wow. Because, yeah, that's, that's awful. Awful. I'm so sorry that happened to you, Angel. And I feel like that could truly happen to anyone oh god what what a nightmare <laughs> caca caca <laughs> what an unexpected nightmare parenthood can sometimes be <laughs> that is yeah that's that is insane <laughs> well Amanda, I know that you are doing a great job. Keep it up. Yeah, you're right. I am. I am doing a great job. (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) I needed it this week. Didn't even, there's other stories. We'll save them for next week. But thank you, Betsy. I'll take it. Good. Betsy, 
you are doing a great job. Thanks, friend. You have a championship son. He is a championship. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Amanda. Casey Payne. (laughs) Casey Payne with that name. You're doing a great job. I appreciate you for doing Disney the best way you could. Yeah. You're hardcore and I appreciate it. I see you. I see you too. And Angel, I'm so sorry you ate human shit. (laughs) 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 I'm not laughing at you. I am laughing because it's a nightmare. funny and gross. It could happen to anyone. What a fucking nightmare. I mean, when you're... When your son was like a newborn, did you ever, (laughs) I mean, you must have gotten peed on, right? I have three little boys. We got peed on all the time. Every night. What? Caden got peed on every night. I was very good about not getting peed on. Nice job. Every night I would hear him take Wesley in the other room. And then all of a sudden he'd go, oh no. (laughs) Like every night. Yeah. That's, hmm. It's too bad he couldn't Never find a learned. system that worked. Yeah. He <laughs> oh, no. Again? Nope. Come he... on. Nope. Yeah, we used to call it getting, everywhere. we would call it getting uh, Rex rolled. Do you remember? <laughs> what was Rick it? Rolled. Yeah, yeah it was it. Rick rolled. Never going to get this so yeah, yeah, we would call it getting Rex rolled because Rex would pee on you and it was like he was pranking us. And then even when our other kids did it, we would still call it Rex rolled. Yeah. I got Rex rolled um, by Odie. Uh, but yeah, every now and then I feel like you might just get like pissed in your mouth or something. And you're nope. like, oh God, nope. yeah, nope. that's my nope. life now. Every now and then you don't get pissed in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every now and then you you know you get Rex no. rolled and and your mouth was open. No, yeah, no. getting I, Rex rolled means getting piss in your mouth. I'm okay not getting Rex rolled. <laughs> no one gets Rex rolled on purpose. <laughs> Some people do. <laughs> okay, on that note. <laughs> uh, hey, if you like the show, subscribe, rate, and review it. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, like our Facebook page, join our Facebook group, uh, send us your shit shows, and buy some merch. We've got super cool merch, and all of this information is in the description of this episode. Caca! Copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. Copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. Copy with your shit show. 424-279-8842. You might find yourself getting pissed on or in. No. Oh, yeah. In? <laughs> That was a different kind of party. (laughs) You might find yourself buying yourself a new pair of shoes at Disney World. And that's the best part of the whole trip. Or your kid isn't smart enough to make it into the smart kids club. (laughs) (laughs) that's such a hilarious summary (laughs) or your kid is the champion at not being champion on the champion just a bump on a log what are you doing out there or you you just tasted your kid's shit. No, <laughs> you know what? You are doing a great job. My mommy drinks. Hey guys, I'm Stevie Nelson. And I'm Dave Horowitz. And we're the hosts of I Burn Everything. It's a podcast about food and relationships, which, you know, if we're being honest, are two out of the three things people want to talk about anyway. What's the third thing? Netflix. Okay. We'd like you to rate, review, and subscribe if you like it. 
anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, iPod, Stitcher. Do you still have iPods? <laughs> <laughs> if you have an iPod, do it on an iPod. I don't know. If you have a Zune, do it on your it's Zune. It's probably hard to even charge them now. Yeah. Good luck. And if you have a Tamagotchi, you can't do any of this. Yeah. You can't stream audio on a Tamagotchi, but you you can feed them. Yeah. You still so keep feed feeding those it. little buggers. They're hungry. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Campfire.